Hi everyone, welcome to the Women Talk Construction Podcast, where we discuss women in construction and other non-traditional careers. My name is Christy Powell, and I'm with my co-host Angela Gardner. Thank you for joining us today. This is Christy Powell with Women Talk Construction. I'm here again with Angela Gardner, and today we are going to talk a little bit more about diversity. We talked a little bit about it in the last episode based on our why we started the podcast, and um, today we're going to talk about diversity and why it's so important um, that we integrate that into our non-traditional careers. So um, one of the things I want to share with right away, and then we can get into some conversations and questions, whatever. Maggie, uh, the owner of 84 Lumber Company, she is a WBE, which is a women business enterprise, and we're certified nationally and a lot of other local affiliations as well. So with that certification comes a lot of diversity training, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, DE&I. And I just want to throw some statistics out there for you and some things that, you know, we've researched and we've heard and we've talked about that are going to hopefully help our careers in non-traditional fields. The construction industry has been lacking diversity and inclusion initiatives for years, um, is, is what we've, we've concluded. And by creating a more inclusive workforce, it fuels employee creativity productivity, satisfaction, and performance. So these are stats I'm reading. Okay. I'm not really, yes. a ro- I'm no. not really a robot. <laughs> um, companies that are adopting equality, diversity, and inclusion action plans, which can include focus groups, coaching, training, and mentoring can help foster a cultural shift from within employees who can be their authentic selves at work tend to flourish. Happier employees tend to be more effective thus improving the business bottom line. And that's so true. One of the things that we talked about in the last podcast was the amazing women that we've met and that the top 10 builders in construction, four of them were either women owned or women ran. So I do think that that kind of gives depth to that statement that we talked about. We have gotten a bad rap in our industry for not being diverse enough for years. But I really do think that not only my generation, but the next generation are ready, willing, and able to make that change in diversity. What do you think, Angela? I agree. I agree. We see it just locally in our women construction forum, right? Yes. We have a lot of young women that are entering, and and these are women with boots on the ground, right? These are project managers. And they're wanting to see a change. They're wanting to get in front of these young girls in career centers or, you know, K through 12 to share their stories and um, remember, see it, believe it, and and you'll, you'll do it, right? Right. Right. Dream it. (laughs) Right. So I think when you're the only minority on the job site, that tends to sometimes make you think about what am I doing here? Or maybe, you know, subconsciously you think, um, I don't belong here. Right. Um, I think that's kind of the normal, but what you and I talked about earlier about finding your tribe, I think that's 
why finding your tribe is so important. Even if they're not on that job site with you, you still have a group of people that you can talk to about, you know, what you go through during the day or, you know, sometimes it's just about you want to share a win, right? Oh, yeah. Not long ago, I had a great conversation with one (laughs) of the one of the male um, project managers on a job site. And I literally left there feeling so great because we had never been able to have a conversation that positive about having females at the job site. He was super excited about hiring more women and he wanted to know why or what he could do to get more women into his organization. How exciting is that? That that's, oh, that's where I feel like we're making a difference. Exactly. Yes. That's so important. And right, it just starts with one conversation at a time. Yes. And it multiplies and it ripples. And that's what we're doing here, right, Christy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want we want everybody to hear the amazing conversations that we're having, right? Exactly. That's really what this is about so that you can also realize that the the world is a, a beautiful place. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. On my there's a quote that I love that I've always loved. It's on my LinkedIn profile, but it says, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yes, better I, together. <laughs> right. That's your hashtag, right? Yes, it is. It's my favorite. <laughs> So when men and women work together on a project, and you've probably seen this before, but when men and women work together on a project, the harmonious result of that project is mind-blowing to the customer. Well, it's just the results, right? Right. The results are mind-blowing. Yes. They're probably more efficient. They're quicker. The quality's there. All the ideas. Yes. All the ideas are there instead of just half of them, right? Yeah, right. But yes, if we work together, then definitely things can can move further along. And it's safe. Yes. We're creating an environment of safety where everybody feels heard. Everybody feels like it's a safe place to be there. Yes. That's very important, especially today. Yes. I think that's been a hot topic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. More welcoming environment. And hopefully that's what we'll create too on this podcast with sharing conversations and it will feel like it's a safe environment and we'll hear some really good stories. Yeah. Great stories from the heart. I think perspective is needed. So yes. um, I can just share a little bit about my journey. I, I used to think that the some of the men that I worked with didn't want me there. And that was an assumption that I shouldn't have assumed. I didn't know them well enough to make an assumption, first of all. And second of all, when I did finally grow up, I guess is the good word for that, and get to know those gentlemen a little bit better, it really had nothing to do with the fact that they didn't want me there. It was more of, with one of them, it was more of, of intimidation and not being around a lot of women in his life, he really didn't know how to have a conversation with me. Um, another one was just not necessarily intimidation, but just what, what do I say? You know, like, does she talk about things the way I talk about things? Like it really is kind of an unknown space, I guess, especially in non-traditional careers. So how do we fix that? We just make that unknown space, a known space. 
Exactly. You ask them how and they're doing. Space. Right. You ask people how they're doing. If you think that there's some kind of a, um, a disconnect, you know, like be the first person to make an effort to have a conversation and get to know that person because, you know, maybe they're grouchy all day, but they could have really been going through something really hard. And you took it as something that it really wasn't. But then when you have compassion for what they're going through, it just opens up a whole new realm of possibilities for a relationship, for collaboration, for working together and just creating a a better environment and a safe environment. It's more of a let's be authentic. Let's be vulnerable so that we can get to know each other, even though we're not alike. There's nothing wrong with that, right? (laughs) Um, Let's get to know each other because we're not alike. And um, that way we can be kinder. We can be compassionate and we can have some empathy with other folks. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that, Angela? Oh, I agree. Yes. Right. And that way it shows, I think just by doing that too, we're helping women be more inclined to join our industry, right? Right. This is about making our industry more diverse. And so maybe you could share with us some of the ways that 84 Lumber is going about that, you know, how y'all are helping that trend. So I think one of the ways that we are helping the trend is our WBE department, the Women Business Enterprise Department. We're actually, we have ambassadors in different locations and we meet with them once a month. And we really just kind of do a little bit of training about what it's like to work with women, what it's like to be a woman-owned business. And it's been kind of amazing to hear all of the the differences in mindset and tone in their voice from today and then go all the way back to that first meeting. I really didn't notice it until we hired Alex and she noticed it right away and pointed it out. And I was like, wow, that's Mm. so true. You know, I just didn't think about it. And it's really just about getting to know each other. I didn't say anything. She didn't say anything that was like over the top. We on this monthly call, we're just getting to know each other, right? We're figuring out ways to help each other. So we're supporting one another. And that's where it all began. Um, The second thing we're doing is we um, started a group that meets at lunchtime for all the women of 84. So actually our first one is this Friday. It's taken us a little while to get it off the the ground, but we're actually just going to spend 45 minutes one time a month and just hang out with a bunch of women in our company so that we just feel that sense of community. Well, that's really, now that's going to have to be something we talk about too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Companies might, you know, take on that idea, right? I I think it's a great idea because when, just like we talked about earlier about being a tribe. Yes. um, yes. You know, that's just going to be another tribe, right? Where people feel comfortable and safe and they can just share you know, what's going on? Maybe they need some help. Maybe there's, there's a plan they're working on, they're struggling with. And, you know, there'll be somebody on that call, be able to step up and go, hey, let me help you. Yeah. I think often we've even found where just women want to know, well, how'd you do it? They, they don't really even need the help. They just need maybe just to ask, how did you go about tackling this challenge and creating this opportunity? Right. So right. Just, that's what I've found especially through our Women Construction Forum when Mm -hmm. we've created that tribe. So, yeah, it's really interesting to hear. um, I don't know how many people we have in that group now, but 
I wasn't the only one that came in and said, I felt like I was on an island all by myself. No, you weren't. I think probably almost everyone did. And we're up to about 28 now. Wow. That's crazy. So yeah, now, exciting. Some of those are students. Yes. But that's what, that's what it's all about, right? Mentorship. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They're wanting to enter our industry. We've been really careful in Women Construction Forum, too, of making sure that women that are in the construction program are plugged in with us if we can get them just so they don't quit. They don't get discouraged and quit. I think that's really unique about Women Construction Forum. You know, we're reaching out to those girls and just making sure they know that we're there. And if they need us, we're here. Yes. You know, it's such a fruitful job in a number of ways, not just monetarily, but in a number of ways that we don't want to see them leave. We want them exactly. to stay. If it's their passion, we don't want them to leave for a, a silly reason. We want them to stay in the industry for all the great reasons. And um, we we get to help with those silly reasons, just kind of diffusing that and encouraging them to stay and making sure that we're there for support. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of times we actually talk about, right, being a single mom in the industry or even being a, a wife with a business owner that's your husband in the industry. You know, there are so many topics that we share with each other that I'm sure our audience is very familiar with. Yeah. So there's a lot of husband and wife teams out there, and um, that can't be easy. I'm just going to say, you know, I mean, Honestly, I just can't imagine from seven to five and then doing that whole thing together, you know, the stress that comes along with, you know, running a business and that kind of thing. And then at five o'clock, you know, you write together again and, and you're in a different role. I think, I just think that would be a lot to have to handle, but I admire those women and men that do that. Yeah. Well, in my previous life, you know, I haven't shared this on here yet, but I have been through a divorce and, but I was married for 18 years. And in that marriage, we um, worked within the same family business and then we owned a development company together. So I definitely experienced that part of um, owning a company with a spouse and, and family. And yeah, it, it could be stressful at times, but you know, I, I don't know. I've always tried to find the good in everything. And, um, you know, it's rewarding when you get to actually sit there with your family and create something, right? Yes, <laughs> I do. I do love that. Yeah. Just like this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I think that, um, you know, just having that mindset not only helps us personally, but also helps the diversity, equity, and inclusion. If we have, if we have that mindset of always looking at the positive side of things and always being helpful and always making sure that we're lending a hand to those in need, or, or maybe somebody's not had communication on the job site or not had communication at one of your clients, being able to be that conduit and providing the communication to the, to that person that may feel like they have not been um, properly communicated with. I think that I think that's, I think that's really important is just having that, that good attitude about everything, always looking at the good side of things. Well, and that will create, you know, have more people interested in our industry too, and see it. Yes. So I agree. 
it's a dynamic field to be in. And if we can stay happy and look at the bright side of things, I mean, we have plenty of people yelling and screaming about, you know, the materials not being there. That's cause for another topic, obviously. Yes. Um, Materials not being on time. You know, it's it's a very stress related industry that we're in, you know, especially when it comes to electricity being down and, um, you know, materials not getting to the job site and you've got framers standing there or, you know, whatever it happens to be. But if you can keep a positive mindset, even in the mix of all of that, you're always going to come out on top. You know, those challenges are going to happen everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, challenges are an opportunity for growth, right? Absolutely. Yes. Well, I should be really grown after all the challenges I've had. And <laughs> well, that's another topic. That we're gonna talk about. That might be like several topics. Well, I mean, for both you and I, I'm not going <laughs> to. But, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about, too, are that, you know, in the electrical industry, I think that the females are even fewer and far between. Right. I think it's like Absolutely. less than two percent. Yeah, for sure. Hill Electric is out there. We're trying to get in career centers and be front faced with all those kids. And let me say this, every once in a while, there are a couple of females in those rooms. And, and actually, I think a couple have shown interest in us. So we're very excited about that. Just to grow women in our industry. That's very cool. Well, one of the coolest women I know, Ebony Sullivan. Yeah. With Cassie Electric. Her mom is one of the best electricians I've ever met. And she makes that job look easy. That's amazing. That's it is awesome. It is. It looks like a cool job when you're watching her do it. (laughs) We need to check out behind the scenes, right? Absolutely. That's (laughs) what we need to do. We need to go talk to Cassie and her mom. (laughs) Yes, we do. Well, that that should be one, right? One of the speakers. Yeah, absolutely. So let me see if I can find some more stats to share with you. I'm a big stats girl. I love to hear statistics. All right, let's see. In the United States, women make up 9% of the construction workforce. I believe that we're at 11% now. Hmm. And 7% of those um, actually were in construction management, not actually working in the field. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. So the barriers for the LGBT community are also prevalent um, in the United Kingdom, LGBT professionals compromise just 2% of the construction workforce. Wow. So, yeah, I think that the most important thing that we can do is create a culture where people feel like they can be authentic and they can be themselves and they can work in a safe environment. And I think that we're, we're really heading in a direction that's going to make that much better. For minorities and women and the LGBTQ community, I think that um, there are a lot of people like us that we get to talk to and we hear their stories. They're passionate about making it inclusive as well. All the genders are are really passionate about making it inclusive. And now that it's all in the forefront of our minds, I think that we're going to start seeing some bigger steps take place. Oh, I can't wait. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought up that. I think you said that that was a United Kingdom stat, right? Mm -hmm. And that it's all over the it's all over the world. (laughs) These are things that are happening. It's not just the U.S. Right. So, And I think we're actually going to have some speakers that are also 
Yeah, they're from all over, not just the U.S. Yes, all over the world. That's <laughs> right. our goal. That's our goal is to talk to some really dynamic men and women all over the world that want to talk a little bit more about what it is, what it looks like to have a better inclusive environment in our in the non-traditional career industries. Right. I think we're going to find that we think that it's happening in our world, but it's not just happening here. So I cannot wait. I can't either. I've already seen a change in the last couple of years. I'm sure you have too. So it's only going to get better from here, right? Exactly. We can talk more about that later. It looks like we're getting really close to our 20 minute time and we value your time. Thank you for listening to Women Talk Construction. Tune in for our next podcast. We're going to be talking about authenticity and vulnerability and why it's so important for us to be vulnerable and authentic in all that we do. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.